0: show y'all a little bit of that. Before I get into the message, I want to preach this morning, but I wanted to uh, just quickly, I don't know has anybody in the room of course I can't ask online, I'm sorry for you Facebook live people. Anybody in the room not heard of me or heard my testimony at all? Just curious, show of hands. Anybody? One one person. Alright, great. Well, I'm Steven. Then. Nice to meet you. Man. Cool. You talk, what's your name? Zach. Zach, nice to meet you my friend. So listen, real, real quick, um, so I, I have a testimony I don't have time to share this morning. I mean, I can, but I, most of you all heard my story. I'd love to chat with you later, man, if you got some questions, okay? But we have a ministry, my wife and three daughters and I, are called Broken Not Dead Ministries. And uh, honestly, it's a lot of what I think it's pretty self-explanatory with the names, but we're broken today, but we're not dead. Amen? Um, but I think there's a lot of people, especially even in the church, my heart for the church, there's beauty in the church. But we do a lot of ministry outside the church because the people that are broken, that feel like we can't come into this into this house, right? Because, man, how could God, he wouldn't want me to walk through the door with the stink that I have in my life, right? Now, some of y'all out here in the country, you understand what I'm saying, but my crap has become my fertilizer. Amen. Anybody? <laughs> right. do let me, I'm going to say it again, hopefully I don't offend anybody, but my crap has become My fertilizer. Right. right? A lot of us, we don't want to walk through it because it's stinky and smelly, right? You don't want to be there in the, in that situation or in that problem or whatever life has to throw at you, but I guarantee you if you just took a moment just to pause get out of, get out of life's way, right? You would be like, man but I'm still here y'all understand? You may be right now walking through the crap <laughs> and I, I, please, I hope I'm not offending anybody with that word, but When you think about a farmer, right, we've got a lot of farmland around this plot where we are here at Bethel Baptist, right? You have to have that thrown into the soils for the soil to get rich. And over time, right, you planted seeds in that enriched soil because of the, right, because of what now has become fertilizer. Now you have roots that grow deep. And over time, let's just say it produces an apple tree. We'll go with an apple tree. I like apples, Right? And then that tree, over time, it produces that fruit, and then people can take that fruit, and now it can be what—food or nourishment to the body. So listen to me. Like when I, when I get a chance to go around the country, wherever God opens a door, I've, I've, people have tried to say you need to box it in. You know, you, like you need to find a lane. I speak nationally for pro-life. Uh, I do a lot of pregnancy center fundraisers, foster care adoption conferences. I got. A, I was telling Kevin, he was asking me what you got coming up, and. I'll be a 16 speaking engagements between the end of September and the beginning of November. I think I'm going to be home with my family in October. I think seven days. That's about wow. it. With with uh, travel days, I fly in, fly out. But I'll be in Eugene, Oregon, and uh, Missouri, Michigan, Indiana, all these places, just championing life, right? Which I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that I had a birth mom. That even though the world would say that I'm not worthy to be here, that she was homeless, she was mentally challenged. She was taken advantage of by five men. She still carried me and gave me life. And that's why I can stand in front of you today. I'm thankful for that. But even the bigger picture in that is, okay, uh, let's say a single mom walking into a pregnancy center that needs help, right? Because of a choice made or or something, a choice made for her she didn't have control over. Guess what that is? That's what? A form of what? Brokenness, right? Right? That, so what I'm that's just a small, that's one of many types of brokenness that we could carry in life. You know, it's just like I've, I've got three daughters, and this morning, you know, we had a rough Sunday morning, right? We had to wake up super early to get over on this side of town. And their attitudes aren't great, right? It's just Sunday morning in the Holland household. We travel a lot. And that's just a form of, okay, there's a broken relationship. Hey, Dad, I need, I need y'all to straighten up. I still love you. Right? I'm just, I'm, I'm setting this tone. If we're honest, what I'm saying is we all have brokenness in this life. But I want to, I want to speak directly to the church. Which what, what is the church? Is this the building that we're in? No. No. It's a meeting place. It's a gathering. But the church is us. Right? We take the light and the gospel and the hope of Christ out into the world. So that, that but I want you to understand, if I can be anything, I want to encourage you this morning. I want to educate you actually a little bit first. And that doesn't mean that you're ignorant. It's just I think that we can enlighten each other. Like this is what these gatherings, what, what assembling with, with his people together. Hopefully, we get educated. We walk out of here encouraged, but also empowered. Right? If I, if you write down your three E's, I see some people taking notes. I think those are three great three three E's: educate, encourage, and empower. That's the three main goals I have for this morning. So I want to take us to. Uh, here in just a moment to the passage of scripture, but that that's what we get to do. I mean, that's, that's what God has called us to do, even as a family, but whether it be sharing my testimony or writing songs. But I want to, uh, two specific things, and I'm going to move on uh, just to let you know kind of what, because somebody you were asking me actually, I think this morning, I, mean, I bet you've been doing a lot since we've seen you last, right? Well, two things that God's really put on our heart, especially during COVID. We couldn't go out and do, we do broken, not dead events where we go into communities and partner with community organizations and we basically together, broken, not dead provides, for lack of a better word, entertainment. We have speakers, we have musician friends that that God has brought into my life and connected me with and we'll we'll put a team together and come into a community just to bring hope. We're called hope dealers, right? You're broken, not dead. Whatever that is. So you got a lot of brokenness right here. Let's say we've got a stage and there's ministry being done, speaking, singing, you know, playing instruments. Their ministry to the brokenness that's in the room. But then all around them is a sea of organizations that's right there in their community, right, that are places of what? Healing. So that could be a pregnancy center. That could be a church. That could be a, a children's home. That could be a drug rehabilitation center. Whatever is in that community because broken, not dead, comes in and then we do what? we leave. We go on to the next community, right? We go on to the next people that we can love on and minister to. But those are the people that are on the, on the ground level, ground zero in the fight, fighting for life, right? fighting to bring healing to that brokenness in people's lives, whatever it may look like. You understand what we got going on there? But then God put on my heart, okay, we can't do these events quite like we used to, right? Not yet. Getting back in the full swing of things, so how can we still bring that message of hope the message of the gospel to people? Well, we can share people's stories, so we started filming actually people's stories, sharing their broken out dead stories, and then releasing them out into the, into the abyss, right on the web. So we use YouTube, right? We got a YouTube channel where we're sharing these broken out dead stories. We filmed ten already, and we've released eight. So the ninth one, a teaser for that. So a teaser drops the first week, and then the next week the full episode comes out. And man, just how God has been ministering to people online has been crazy. Right. People come across these stories and it's like, man, I'm going through that same thing, whether it be battling cancer or depression. The list goes on and on. Right. So that's a little bit of what we get to do. So I wanted to kind of challenge you, church, with a thought this morning. OK, so the passage of scripture I want to camp on is this second Corinthians. Uh, we got it up there. Second Corinthians four, eight through nine. We are oppressed. But what? Y'all say that loud. We are pressed, but not crushed. We are persecuted, not abandoned. We are knocked down, but not destroyed. The key word, not. just happens to be the key word. You think about, okay, broken, dead, okay, but the not. If the not was not there, don't lose sight of that. There's power in that. Yes, okay, we're, we're pressed, but not crushed. We're persecuted, absolutely, but we are not abandoned. He's always faithful. He's always in control. We just sing about it. We are knocked down, but we are never, we're not destroyed. You need to hear that this morning. I know that some of y'all, work, even young, okay, I say my daughter, like, we get it. Every day we walk into this world, into life, and we're battling what the Scripture says. Would y'all agree? So I think we can find common ground amongst. Look, I'm broken. Every day I wake up a broken man. That's what we call sin, right? We're sinful. We're the scripture said like the evilness of man. We're evil in here if we don't have God to come in and do that transformation. But I'm thankful for the crap I've had to walk through because there's fertilizer that's came out of that side to say I can stand up in front of you and I'm just going to get to share my dirt with you, right? Get to share my heart. So I, want, I think this scripture for us, it puts us all on common ground, right? I may be up here with a microphone standing on stage, but I'm no holier than thou. I'm broken, a broken man saved by the grace of my God, right, by Jesus alone, through, through faith and grace alone. So now that we've got that established and we can find common ground, hopefully we, let's, let's just talk. I, I want to leave you with some encouragement and some empowerment and education today. Has anybody in this room ever heard of kitsugi? I know it's a it's a funny word. Kintsugi. So I, I want to share just a quick little video, and I'm going to explain what it is, and then I'll, just to apply that to the scripture we just looked at. <laughs> Now that you've seen that, has anybody seen that? Maybe on online, Facebook, or someplace. It's been floating around for a little bit. Um, I love this. I love this concept. Um, you know, it's not, from the, it's not from the Bible, but I think there's principles that can be taught from this art form. So it, it's actually a Japanese art form that was kind of stolen, according to history, uh, in the 15th century from a chi- the Chinese. So there was this Japanese warlord that, you know, had seen the kind of this art form, that, like Chinese teacups and stuff. So he, he realized that he wanted uh, these beautiful objects, right? So I, I put a picture of one on the screen, um, and I, I think just to kind of talk through and let you see a visual while I'm talking. But um, I, w- I want to share just some thoughts that I wrote down. The world is full of people with broken hearts, broken spirits, broken relationships. We see damaged goods all around us. Amen? And we see it in ourselves when we are courageous enough to go there. That's the part where we miss. We can look around at all the world and be like, "Man, they are messed up." <laughs> are, there's so much brokenness in this world, and I, not that I disagree with that. But we also have to look here and say, "You know what? I'm broken too." And I don't. But I, we can't live dead because we're not dead yet. In fear of rejection, we rather cover up the damaged parts of our lives and work harder to put our best pieces out front for others to see. We feel ashamed of our weakness and fear that if people really knew us, if they really saw us, they they wouldn't have anything to do with us. This is because we are aware that we live in a culture that rejects broken things too easily rather than the one that embraces the value of the damaged goods. Think about some of the cracks and fractures in the lives of men and women that God used, right? We've heard them uh, so, sometimes I remember in youth group days, you have like losers of the Bible. You know, you'd have these these uh, like really losers. Think about this: Moses had a speech problem. Y'all remember that? Jonah was self-absorbed. David was an adulterer and a murderer. Samson was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. The Samaritan woman had a whole string of divorces. Z- Zacchaeus had engaged in extortion. Peter was hot-headed, impulsive, and temperamental. Naomi was a bitter widow. Elijah was suicidal. Leah wasn't attractive enough. Job, uh, Joseph was abused and abandoned. Jacob was a liar and a schemer. Martha worried about everything. And Timothy had an ulcer. And guess what? Noah got drunk. Hmm. Did y'all know about that? See, they didn't teach me that in the, in, in the Sunday school class, you know, with the ark. And I know some of y'all, I'm destroying kids, please. Uh, I'm sorry, moms. But, uh, but I just want to be real with Scripture, right? I mean, he got in the grape juice that wasn't quite, you know, normal. So, anyways, what's significant as, and what's significant to me that none of these things define these people. Listen, all those things, okay, they were broken. They were messed up a little bit, maybe. But it didn't define who they were because what defined them was their relationship with God. But what I love about the Bible is that it doesn't omit their weakness. They don't hide that. And there's there's failures when it describes their victories. The, The victories come along with the failures. That's what makes the victories even that more powerful, right? Because they overcame their brokenness. Just like the art of Kintsugi, the broken pieces weren't something to be thrown out. They were part of the whole redemptive story. One that God gracefully wrote despite their flawed personalities, their broken humanity and their obvious weakness. So let's, let's talk about Kensuke for a second. All right, so so let's just say that that's, that's your favorite cereal bowl, right? How many Rice Krispie fans we got in the place? One, OK. My daughters <laughs> hate Rice Krispies. We tried to do it a couple weeks ago, and they are like, this is disgusting. All right, Cheerios. Can you get Cheerio fans? Special K, right? Anybody like that? uh, Honey Bunches of Oats. Honey Bunches of Oats. There we go. Sorry, I didn't (laughs) want to leave you out, Tim. Anybody eat that kashi stuff? No. I've tried. I'm trying to be healthy, you know. But, anyways, let's just say that's your your favorite cereal, okay? Whatever your favorite cereal is, you put it in there. But all of a sudden, you go, you pour your 2%, skin them whole, whatever you do. We use almond milk. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, um, I'm deprived. Trust me, (laughs) y'all. But let's just say, and you know, you got scared by a mosquito and bite, you know, you knocked your bowl over and it shattered on the ground. Now, most of us would be, you know, we may shed a tear because that was grandma's favorite bowl or whatever, but are we going to repair that? Don't lie to me. Most of us would take a broom and a dustpan, we'd cry about it, shed a few tears, but it would be in a landfill somewhere not long after that day. But in this philosophy, they say, you know what, no, 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 we're going to sweep it up and get every single broken piece, every fragment, and then they take a lacquer, like a glue, a really strong glue, an adhesive, but before they do that, they actually lace it with precious metals. So not only is it gold, sometimes they use platinum, sometimes they use silver. Okay, y'all with me? So they use the lac- the lacquer, they piece it all back together, and then once it's back together, it may look like something like this. They can do that with plates. They do all kinds of stuff. So here's, here's a couple of thoughts I have for you. Right? We think about all these people that were messed up in the Bible. Right? We think about that verse. Okay, we are, we're, we're pressed. You know, we're not abandoned. We're not struck, you know, we're struck down but not destroyed. So think about this image. So here's my question to you. the three-part, here's a three-part sermon, okay? Can this object still be used? Is it worth more or less than it was in its original state now? Everybody said more? Anybody say less? I have a few people sometimes that say less, and we've got to have a little conversation. Okay? So it can still be used, right? If it's repaired, there's no cracks in it. It's actually worth more than it was in its original state. Are, are, are Are the broken, like the cracks and stuff, are they hidden? No, they're actually become the beauty of the object. And here's my favorite part, I think. What happens when you shine light on that object now? It reflects the light. It shines the light. Okay, so now let's let's apply this to, to your life, to my life. So let's just say we're that object. So let's talk about it from a human's perspective. You're still usable. Still usable. Some of y'all in this room right now, you could be young, you can be old. Listen, until your heart stops beating and there's no breath in your lungs, you are still usable. You're actually worth more than you thought you were. Really? Like re- really, Stevenson? Like you like, how is that possible? Because it's not, it's not it's not the the brokenness that defines us, right? We just read about that with all these people. It's not defined by that. What defines them was the relationship with God. See, the master potter has taken you and all your brokenness, if you've given it to him, right? That's the key. we got to give it over to him and say, God, I don't understand how this whole process works, but I understand that you're the master potter, and in your hands, my brokenness become becomes the beauty of my story, not the defects and the flaws. It's just part of the beauty of it. And then my third thought is this. Y'all ready? Reflect the light. Here's what I want us to think about. Our pursuit in this life as a church is to glorify God, to be holy, you know, be holy and, and, and blameless in the sight of the Lord, right? But that we're never going to be perfect. None of us are. Right? But we say we are sinful, we are broken people. But that doesn't, the brokenness is not what defines us. I love that when I I get these opportunities, right, to go share all across the country and this ministry that God has laid on my heart, you know, there's a lot of different things that we could do, but he's called us to be out in the world to be light. And could I reflect the light of Christ if I didn't have the brokenness and the scars that I have in my life? Think about that. The reason that I get an opportunity to speak on a national stage and raise money for pregnancy centers is because of the brokenness in my life. Because of my mom, the way I was brought into this world. That's a story that God gave me. I didn't write it myself. Right? When I get an opportunity to speak to foster foster kids and there's a homeless shelter where you've got seven to eight-year-old girls that are going home and singing every lyric to I Know. That I know that he's in control. Even though I'm broken, I find hope in knowing he created me for a purpose. I couldn't pin those words if I hadn't been through the crap. <laughs> through the brokenness. So I just want to encourage you this morning, church, that I know you're broken. This has been a tough season for all of us. And so we're still walking in it. But we are not destroyed. We are not crushed. We are not abandoned, ever. You have purpose. You hear me? Right. In his second letter to, in Corinthians, the Apostle Paul was struggling with an agonizing thorn in his life. And I'm not going to have these scriptures up on the screen, but we're not sure exactly what it was. But we know that it, it bothered him so much that he pleaded with the Lord. This is Second Corinthians twelve nine through 10 if you guys want to write that down just for a reference later, you always go back and check the pasture, right? Don't just take my words for it. I mean, the word is the word. But we find in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 where Apostle Paul is struggling with it. He said, I got a thorn in my life, in my side. And he's pleading with the Lord. He Three times he asked the Lord to take it away. But the only response that the Lord gave him that Paul got was what? Y'all know it? My grace is is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in what? Weakness. Let me read that again. My grace, His grace, is sufficient for you and for me. For His power is made perfect in our weakness. The response caused Paul to become good with the weakness in his life because he realized that Christ would be glorified in all of them. Not just some, but all. So I want us to think about kintsugi, and hopefully I say it right, right? But it's a Japanese word. It works for me, my country boy, Tennessee, you know, upbringing, Chattanooga area, right? But when we think about kintsugi for a moment, I want us to think about these three things, still usable, worth more, and we reflect the light. Because there is truly a beauty waiting to be discovered when we begin to realize that God is using everything in our lives, Including our brokenness, our pain, our failures, our weakness, our fractured relationships, our shattered dreams. I thought I was going to be playing football at the University of Tennessee. Had scholarships, back surgery, 17 years old. Ended all of it.
1: Hmm.
0: Our disappointments, our cracked personalities. Some of y'all are messed up people. Just like me. Right? My kids make fun of dad, you're so OCD. Like, you got, I got a place for everything. I know exactly where it is because I know where I'm, I can find it, right? Like, look, I messed up. I have an eating problem. I struggle with my weight. Yeah. I lost 82. I gained 40 back. <laughs> you know? All of that is to bring about a very, very beautiful, redemptive story. He assuredly is making all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. Let me say that again. He is working all things together for the good of those who who love Christ Jesus and are called according to his purpose. So I want you all to remember one thing. Of course, I hope you remember more than that. But this one thought. Remember that as you take time to abide in him today, I just want to focus on today. As you take time, as we leave this place here in just a moment, I want you to just take a moment to say, you know what? God never throws away the broken pieces of our lives. He redeems all of them. Can we throw that passage up one more time, sweetheart? We are pressed, but not crushed persecuted, not abandoned. We are knocked down, but we are not destroyed. You are broken, not dead. I'm going to give this time back over to Kevin, okay, to let him lead us in um, however the Lord wants to move, but I, I'm going to pick up my guitar again, and I'm just going to kind of, just a moment here, because I don't want us to miss the moment like just today to say you know what maybe maybe I have been struggling with whether I have worth or value or maybe I've been struggling with just trusting the Lord like Lord like really can you be in the midst of all this brokenness this this doesn't make sense are you truly in control it's it's not it's okay to have those feelings and I'm, I'm saying that but to, to, to not be to stay in that place but in this moment I, look we have an altar that's collecting dust sometimes Right. That's okay If you don't feel led to come up here, it can be right there in your in in your midst in the place that you are. It can be later on when you get home today. I'm not there's no magic thing. It's just a matter of saying, Lord, you know what? I've been holding on to some brokenness that I shouldn't be holding on to. Maybe I've been living my life like I've been dead. (laughs) You know, that that, that's my heart for the church. Sometimes we live like and look, I love the church, the beauty. There's beauty in the church. But it's because a lot of times because of the scars that we carry, right? But we look at those and we say, man, I can't be used anymore. I'm not worth anything. But yes, you are. So somebody needed to hear that this morning. I don't know if it's you or somebody you need to take this message home to, right? It's it's, it's the gospel. It's the power of the gospel. I've got to be faithful to what God's called me to do. I just have a song I want to just kind of sing over you guys and just give you a time just to reflect and how the Lord moves, and how he sees fit, okay? So let's bow our heads, just go to the Lord, just take a little moment just to be in his presence. You don't have to wait for a song to start if God called you to move. But just let him work in your heart.
2: Our open forgiveness was bought with. We just stand together and just worship with this. This
1: It's not quite like it used to be. We always have a longing of how it used to be, because how many times have we gotten in a conversation and think about well, we used to do this, or, or you reflect back in memories, well, that ain't how we you know, used to do it, or, or whatever. But that's what I was there thinking about a while ago. It's like coming out of, and we're kind of get trying to get life back to the way it used to be, or maybe is this the new normal? You know, and, and that kinda touched me a little bit. It was like, you know, we're making it through it. God has given us another day. So and I call Grace usually about eight o'clock, between eight and nine every morning. I was like, Good morning, what are you doing? She you know, she's getting her day started. I said, Well what are you gonna do with today? She's like, What? I said she said, Well I got some laundry to do, some dishes to do, whatever. And I was like, No what are you going to do with the day that's all stuff that's what we got to get done but what are you going to do with the day to make the day meaningful and that's what's happening with me today that's some stuff that I can take home and chew on to make today meaningful that I can can grow in as we're trying to get life kind of started again Um, thank you I'm going to do something different. Is everybody all right this morning? Has anybody got anything? What's that? it? that? Are you glad to be here this morning? Good. <laughs> For real, thank you all. It, it was kind of neat. Just being in a small group kind of way. It felt like a... a really, dude, it, it felt like a life group this morning to me. And... Not to say anything against Brother Bill. I love preaching. I love hearing people preach, but I also love, love life here, too. So thank y'all. Uh, there's a, a table back there to your right. uh for a small love offering if you, if you want to give. it if, if the big, little, the whatever's, if you want to, it's an option. It's available to tell you back there. Uh, next week, don't forget, Wednesday night. Uh, it's gonna be kinda cool. Uh, the parents send word if y'all will. Better bring you a towel because it's hot and I like playing outside and I like playing in the water. So So y'all bring you a towel this week. We might might not have water gun. I don't know. We might have a we might have a water balloon. I don't know. We'll have something, but at least tonight it's gonna be fun. Uh, y'all come back. Uh all I said, let's pray. Lord Father God, we come to you, Lord, gratefully.